Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 47 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Tonight, we are talking about the power of thought. First off, we have a member of the PSI Hawaii Ohana. She is the Youth Leadership Workshop and PSI Basic for Kids facilitator, Janice Takimoto Gentili. She is an amazing manifester in her life. She owns and runs two multi-million dollar businesses, as well as a nonprofit that supports local public schools. She's been involved with PSI Seminars since 1991. She's a beautiful human being and is a positive, bright light in our world right now. So I'm very excited to have her on our podcast tonight. Janice, are you with us? Hi, Kat, I am, and I'm so excited to be here tonight. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you, everybody, for being here. I know there's lots of things you could be doing right now, and you're here, and I want to acknowledge you for that. So, Kat, how are you? You know, it is a roller coaster right now, isn't it, during these wild times we have going on? And I really feel like this topic is more important than ever. So, I know you're going to get into a lot of the concepts that we teach from the basic of to think is to create in the I am concept. Uh, since we are talking about the power of thought, uh, maybe you could start off with, you know, where do our thoughts come from? Wow, that's a great beginning and a great foundation for what we're going to be talking about tonight. So think about it. We know from the basic those of you who have done the basic and those of you who have not, we all understand that as infants, we were like little sponges pulling in all the information around us. And so those first people that were giving us information were most likely our parents, our grandparents, the people that raised us. And so those are the beginning, we call it programs, and we know that so many of them are in by eight years old. So if you can imagine, they're the way we see ourselves, the way we see others, and the way we see the world. So when you think about that, those were the first people that started to impact our thinking process, our thoughts. And then we move on from there. And then we had our teachers, and we had our coaches, and then we had our neighbors. And then, then we started having friends. And as we got older into the teens, our friends became the most important influence in terms of our human interactions many times, not all the time. And then start from there, like what were your early experiences in terms of what were you exposed to in terms of visual, you know, in terms of your, what you watched, what you were presented, what books poems, literature, 
Um, now we've got so many different things, like in terms of Twitter, and we've got Facebook, and we've got Instagram, and all the different things that are coming to us that actually do create and influence our thoughts. Because our thoughts come from somewhere. And these are many of the forces that these thoughts came from. And so tonight, we're going to be actually talking about um, many of the things, like one of the things we're going to be talking about, how thoughts create our success, being aware of our thinking. And of course, part of that is what we're talking about right now. Where do thoughts come from? And then the next thing is successful individuals regularly tend what they plant in their mind. And then creating a regular practice, shifting any negative thoughts. And then why do things don't want to have happen show up in my life? We're going to discuss that. And who am I surrounding myself with? You know how we've always heard that? Who you surround yourself with is where you're going to be in the next few years. So we're going to explore that. And then how can we create whatever that number 10 is in our relationship, in our career, and where we, uh, what we are doing in our lives, or even where we live. So I'm going to give you some tools for that. Although one of the things I wanted to start out with, Kat, along with that, is that this question. If I plant corn seeds in my garden, I get corn. If I plant lettuce seeds in my garden, I get lettuce. And if I plant nothing in my garden, I get. So I left that blank because some of you might have followed along with that and said nothing. And as we all know, that's not true. If we don't plant anything in our garden, we get weeds. And so if we can think of our thinking process, our thoughts are our garden. What are we planting? And this is why we're here. This is why we're doing podcasts. This is why we do the classes. This is why we, you know, listen to the podcast or what are we, what are we surrounding ourselves with the people that we're surrounding ourselves with? Because we want to make sure, just like I said, that we know that successful individuals regularly tend what they plant in their mind, which planting their thoughts. So that's what we want to talk about and to acknowledge that today, all the different things that are part of our thoughts and how we come up with those thoughts. Well, what are some things that we can do on a regular basis to shift our thinking? You know, we have all of these thoughts, as you were talking about, that we've picked up as kids and from all these different sources, some of those thoughts are really powerful and positive, And then some of those thoughts can be destructive and negative. So what are some tools for changing our thoughts? Well, I'm going to use my garden analogy for a while here. Because one of the things we do in the garden is we make sure that we've put good soil in there and a lot of nourishment in there. So I'm going to say that the nourishment for changing our thinking is the conversations that we have with people. What are we talking about? Because what we're talking about, of course, connects to what we're thinking about. And that, again, connects to who we're surrounding ourselves with. And I think about that. 
like who we're surrounded. I love to be surrounded by people that inspire me, people that give me ideas and they're sharing with me that I've never thought about. And I'm so excited. And I want to share one of the stories here is that um, so two people, I have a friend in Oregon who was sharing with me the things that she was doing, like putting together like her list. It was like a bucket list, like all the things that she wanted to do in her life. And one of the things is that she wanted to travel the world and have share food and break bread with people that she cared about in great restaurants, great chefs, creations, their food. And I was so excited and she was sharing with me about how she was going to Europe and she was going to the restaurants and what she was going to be doing. And I was like, wow, that is so fantastic. I just love that. So I was celebrating that with her and I was really, I felt really honored that she shared that with me. Well, that was in September, October. So fast forward to November or say, let's say the end of October, um, my husband and I had planned on taking this trip. And we were going to two of the cities we were going to be with in was Rome and Paris. And so I have a friend who spent decades and decades in Europe during the summers and other times of the year. And so he and his wife said, okay, well, we want to book some restaurants for you because we, these are some of our favorite places. I was like, okay. And so little did we know that they were booking us in Michelin starred restaurants. I never had eaten in a Michelin star restaurant, never really thought about it. Neither had my husband. Wasn't something that was on our list. And fast forward, I'm going to tell you that it was the most amazing experience that we've ever had. We were in Rome and we were in Paris. And and he, he like I said, he booked it. My friend and his wife, we didn't book it. We went in and just had an amazing experience. So I think about this now that I've been putting all this together. Remember I talked about who you surround yourself with. So if I hadn't been with my friend all the way in Oregon, who doesn't know my friends here in Hawaii that booked these Michelin star restaurants, I never told them about that conversation with her. I never said anything about it. And here I am in November of 2019, eating in three-star Michelin restaurants. So that was just one one. When I was putting this together, I thought, wow, I have an experience right here of how the people that we surround ourselves with influence what happens in our life. And like I said, that wasn't even a conscious choice that we made and look at what we had. And so I'm going to say that the people that we surround ourselves with really inspire us to be more of who we are, to do more, have more, give more to the world. So that's one of the things that's really. And then also, like I said, what we're watching, what are we reading? And, you know, in terms of the news, I listen to the news on the radio once a day. I typically don't watch the news because I know that our brain functions in pictures. And so sometimes pictures on the news are pretty violent and things I don't want to keep in my consciousness. And so if you are going to watch the news, I recommend watching one news program a day, no more than that. And make sure you, I'm going to suggest that you don't do it first thing in the morning or before you, right before you go to bed, because that's when our subconscious can be most suggestible. And so you don't want to start out with that or end with that. 
So that's another thing. Another thing is, you know, we all hear about meditation or quieting the mind. And I know sometimes that when we think about meditation, we're like, oh, I'm not good at meditation, which is another thing I'm going to talk about. And so I'm just going to invite you to do this, to just take two minutes, set a timer on your phone and take two minutes. You're in a calm, quiet environment and just focus on something really simple, like your breathing for two minutes. Or some people will focus on a word. Or some people find it easier to imagine a candle flame. Something that you focus on for two minutes. Because what you'll start to notice is it's easier for you to be more in charge of your thoughts when you've actually kind of slowed them down. You've focused even for two minutes. I know. Um, one of my teachers long time ago told me, Janice, you have a monkey mind. So think about this. This is what the image was, is that the monkeys swing from branch to branch to branch to branch. And that was what my mind was like. It kept swinging from one thought to another to another without really any discrimination. I wasn't filtering anything. And I think about now and how I've been able to be more thoughtful in the thoughts, thoughtful and thoughts. So that's where the word thoughtful came from, is being a good steward, again, of our thoughts and what goes in here. The other thing is, is you will notice that we are always talking to ourselves. So a long time ago, I read this book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. One of the things I remember from the book is that they said that we hear the word no approximately 148,000 times before we turn 18 years old. Wow. No, that many times. So do we wonder why when we have a great idea or we're going for that you know, new relationship or that new job or that new creative project that we shoot ourselves down and tell us ourselves no? No, I'm not going to be able to do that. No. Because we've heard it so many times. We keep telling ourselves that because we've heard it so many times. The other thing is, is when you do start hearing those messages, like I mentioned before about, say, I'm not creative. I'm not smart. I'm not good at that. Notice, again, your self-talk and interrupt it. So two methods that I've used is one you can say is cancel that thought and replace it with the opposite. The one you really wanna hold in your thoughts. I am creative. Or you can say, thank you for sharing, no thanks. And again, replace it with a great thought. Again, we're weeding our garden and we're replacing it with something beautiful, something life-giving, something that's going to support us in our success and getting the things we say that we want. Um, so, you know, one of the things I think about when my children were little, we learned the I am concept in the basic so the I am concept is actually saying the word after I am of everything that we want to bring forth in ourselves. 
more and more and more. And so I live on the island of Oahu and we live on the windward side of the island. Every day we would need to go through the tunnel of the Ko'olau Mountains, those of you who know the windward side and know Oahu, to get into town, to school and to work. So we decided one day that that mountain's been there for who knows how long. It must be very, very powerful. So that's where we're going to put out our affirmations. And so we would all take turns in the car doing our I am's. And now sometimes when I started some of my I am's, I didn't believe them. I didn't believe some of them. And even, and so my children, sometimes they're struggling with math and they're saying, I'm a great mathematician. I'm a great reader. I'm a great writer. And then my husband and I are doing the same about ourselves, saying what we're doing and what we're being great at. Although it was such a great way to start off our day and to go on our journey of our professions of student. And I was a teacher, my husband was a physician. And then the other thing for parents that have young children, Sometimes, you know, we would do bedtime stories and we would switch off, switch off who's going to do bedtime story with which child. And then my son says he remembers this. So after the story, I'd be tucking him in and I'd be saying to him, you are, you are kind, you are loving, you are thoughtful, you are strong, you are open, all the different things. And he tells me, he's an adult now. He tells me, mom, I remember you doing that to, to me when I was a kid. Think about that. Think about how you got those messages that that would flood our thoughts before we went to bed every night. Like what an amazing process. And I'm going to say that really I got this from the seminar because we learn to think is to create in the Psy Basic Seminar one of the most powerful concepts. And then in the basic for kids, we call it thoughts are things for our children to, to um, understand what that means. Thoughts are things. They get that. They really get that. So those are some of the ideas that on a daily basis, and I'm going to also invite people to go in front of the mirror and do your I am's. And look at yourself in the eyes. And I'm going to say that sometimes, again, you're not going to believe it in the beginning sometimes. Because, again, we're pulling weeds. We're planting new things. You know, those seeds need our tending. And that's why going in front of the mirror, saying it to yourself every day, your I am's, is so powerful. Like we're watering that seed and nourishing it with sunlight every day by doing that and that's so important so those are some of my ideas for how to do and to keep our thoughts changed cat great i love how you're talking about the i am concept so how can we use that as a powerful tool not only to shift our own lives uh, but also to make a difference in other people's lives and in the world Well, again, thoughts are things. Like we say in the basic for kids, I think is to create. This is called the power of thoughts. 
And I know that they say we only use a small percentage of our brain. And I really believe exploring this whole concept of the power of thoughts helps us to start to expand how we can use our thoughts for the good of the world. So some of the things are, uh, years ago, I was listening to the news and I heard a horrific story of something that happened to someone. And I was hearing this story about how this person was victimized and treated. And I was not only angry, I felt livid. I don't know if I can say that I felt that way very many times in my life, although I felt livid. And as I felt that, I know I started not feeling good inside. Like I'd feel my body changed. And I thought, wait, this is not where I want to be. And, you know, I was reminded of one of my favorite sayings of Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer said, there's miracles swirling around you all the time. Are you in the vibration to receive them? And of course, that's what came to my mind at that point. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not in the vibration to receive the miracles around me right now. The way I'm feeling, like the anger that I'm feeling. And I thought, okay, so how am I going to switch this? And so I decided that I could send love and peace and forgiveness to all the people that were involved in that atrocity. And we know atrocities are taking place every day. And so at that point, I just imagined, I mean, here it was, I just used my thoughts and I imagined the thought of love, the vibration of love going on to that situation, like just showering the people that actually were the perpetrators of this atrocity the person who was harmed and all the people that loved that person and the community that was a part of it. And just to send love, forgiveness, wisdom. There's so many different things that I thought to send that could make a difference just in my thoughts. And I know that I felt different when I did that. And I do that now. I mean, I send, whenever I hear stories about leaders of countries, I think to send them the, the thought of making good decisions for their country, for the people that they are leading, to make good decisions. And then another thing a friend had told me is that you have no idea how much those positive thoughts impact what's happening in a situation. She said, just like in when you hear an ambulance. And I know for me, when I feel an ambulance, hear an ambulance siren, I tense up. Or sometimes it would start to think of, oh my gosh, is somebody in there that's dying? Where are they going? Is it an accident? Who's involved in it? And I start to notice that my thinking process starts to go to the worst possible scenario sometimes. And so now I stop myself when I hear a siren, what I do is I send love and healing and hope and safety to everybody who's involved, the person driving the ambulances and the person on the other end, or if there's people inside. And so to send that out, again, is another way for me to 
open myself up to the miracles that are swirling around all the time, and also to add healing to the world to make a difference, no matter where I am, no matter what's happening, no matter where it is in the world, I can make a difference with my thoughts. And that is such a powerful awareness. And I'm so grateful that I have had this work and I continue to look at how can my thoughts be used in a more powerful, more constructive way on a global scale. And so those are some of the things that I do. What uh, an incredibly powerful way to shift, you know, all this negative input we have happening in the world right now and to refocus on one, the positive things are happening and then contribute to the, to that positivity. So is there anything else? We have quite a few questions from listeners. Is there anything else you'd like to share our tools and tips before we uh, move into the Q and a portion? Well, I think as I go into the questions and answers, there may be some more things that will come up that I haven't said already, although what I do want to say, and I am going to give you some tools at the end of this that people are actually going to be able to use and they're going to have it something in their hand. And then, you know, really it's the practice. It's like the gym of your thoughts so important to practice, practice, practice these positive messages and thinking about when we have opportunities, when other people around us, you hear people give negative messages about themselves and to take an opportunity, I'm not going to say to correct them, although to take the opportunity at that moment to share something that you've appreciated about them, something that's authentic and genuine. So if somebody says something about themselves, about how they're not good at something, and just say, you know what I notice about you and what I love about you or what inspires me about you and say something to them because it interrupts for them that negative thought that came out in a word about themselves. And, and again, when we start to practice noticing things that we appreciate about other people and actually um, say it to them say what we appreciate, what we notice about them. Again, it comes back to us. We start noticing the things we appreciate about ourselves and our own thoughts and how far we've come in our thoughts. So practice, it's a muscle and it gets stronger and stronger and it creates pathways. You know, we talk about neural pathways. So the more we start to notice and Think the positive and say the positive about ourselves to ourselves, and then again taking it to other people. It's like we start going there faster and faster and faster. And one other thing, you know, people there are things in life that are going to happen to us personally that we feel pain, we feel sadness. That's part of the human experience. So, how do we use this then? So again, one of the muscles that I've been exercising for years is whenever something that happens in my life that I say is bad, I'm not happy about this, I feel really sad about it or hurt, I turn to great good is coming from this. I know there are many gifts coming from this. Great good is coming from this. And sometimes it's in the middle of me in tears And I'm saying this to myself, I'm thinking it, I'm using my thoughts and I'm saying great good is coming from this great gifts. I know gifts are coming from this. And what I notice is the more and more I've 
practice doing this, the sooner I can see the gifts that are coming from the pain and from this situation that I didn't want to have happen. I start to see the gifts faster and faster. So again, I may be bringing some more things up in the question. I do want to give time for questions, Kat. Well, great. Before we go into questions, I do just want to take a moment for everyone listening in who has not yet done our classes. Uh, If you want more tools to support you in shifting your thoughts and living your best life, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you've previously thought possible. And for the results that you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs, and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The basic is an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. If there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold cities classes in cities across the country, USA, Canada, Europe, Saipan, all over the place. There may not be a class this month, as you can imagine, with everything going on. Or we do have uh, plenty of future uh, dates and locations that are available for registration. Find one that works for you at psibasicseminar.com. So, four questions. First off, from SM, how do we redirect fear to positive energy? Wow. Such an important question at this time. Because there's fear rampant right now all over the world. And let's just focus on our country and our communities right now. There's a lot of fear going on. So again, fear is a choice. It's a thought process. So first thing is, what are you surrounding yourself with? So if it's constant news feed of all the people that are being diagnosed or, you know, the deaths and the numbers and all of that, if that's what you're surrounding yourself with and those are the conversations that you're going to be having, it's going to be very challenging to move out of fear. So again, you you have to keep those conversations and those images and reports to a minimum. So what you want to start doing is, okay, so number one, what do I, because this is all real, what's happening. So what can I do? So taking the steps that we've all been told to do in terms of not to be like, just say right now in any situation, what steps can I do? So to, uh, you know, Right now, it's wash hands, wear a mask, uh, have at least six feet between social distancing, and, um, and then also keeping ourselves in our homes as much as possible. So the other thing is, is again, what I talked about in terms of the fear. Whenever we start to feel the fear, what is the opposite of fear? Actually, the opposite of fear, many times we think it's courage. The opposite of fear is love. Love cannot exist where fear is present. And so if we start to think about love, 
Like, what are the things that I love in my life? Who are the people that I love and appreciate? And part of it can be going into a gratitude journal to start writing all the things that we're grateful for because that shifts our energy immediately. And then start to think of love and start to think of all the people that have contributed to you, to where, to who you are and where you are in your life and the people that have been just a positive light in your life and call them, contact them, you know, message them, have a conversation, text them, FaceTime them, and let them know how important they've been in your life and be specific as, as much specific as possible to let them know what a powerful force they have been in your life and start to acknowledge them. I'm going to tell you that fear, again, when you have an experience of love, a, a, a giving of love to other people and appreciation, and again, you start to feel the love inside as you're giving it to other people, fear starts to float away. And then again, notice when you start to get involved, you start watching the maybe news again or read your feeds or different things like that that are pretty negative. Notice how you feel inside again and start to shift it again because really what we know is what we feed expands in our life. So if we're feeding fear, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if we're feeding the fear of something that we don't want to have happen, interestingly enough, we start seeing it show up in our lives. So this is really, really important. This is probably one of the most powerful tools to work with in the face of fear is love and gratitude and appreciation. Next question, Kat. Next from KB. How do I get rid of the belief of I'm not enough? Well, you know, that belief of I'm not enough probably started when you were very, very young. Now, Louise Hay, who's a great teacher, and she's the person, an author, and she's the one that developed the huge Hay House uh, publishing company. Now, Louise Hay says that we all have a certain amount of feeling that I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. She says some people we have a, some people we have a lot, some people we have less. Although she says that we should all be walking around every day, all day, saying to ourselves, and their thoughts, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. Think about that. So what if you're taking a walk and that's what you're saying the entire time to yourself? I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. That repetition. Because we don't know, you know, where that came from when you were young. That could have been somebody who didn't realize that when they didn't feel like they were enough, they were communicating that to you as a child. And that just stayed with you. And so many times in our lives, we can, um, when we, what we say about ourselves, we start to be right about it. We see all the times that we didn't get what we wanted or we so, so-called failed at something. And that keeps on validating that belief. And I'm going to tell you, it's not true. You are enough and you are worthy. 
And so doing some of the things I said in the beginning about going in front of the mirror and looking at yourself in the eyes every day, putting pictures or, you know, if you're, if you love to, to draw, like maybe draw a beautiful picture and then put that in the middle of it. I am enough. And, um, putting, you know, sayings in our house or poems that we love or pictures that we love or pictures of ourselves when we felt like we were succeeding and we saw ourselves as being successful and enough. So triggers are really, really important. And then again, who are you surrounding yourself with? You want to be surrounding yourself with people that feel comfortable saying to you, what they appreciate about you. And of course, again, you do the same thing with them, you know, letting them know what you appreciate and what you notice and how they contribute to you. So it's what thinking, who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're saying, your affirmations, what you're saying to yourself, and then be really diligent about those thoughts that come into your head that say, I'm not enough. And you thank you, thank you for sharing or no thank you, cancel that message. I am enough. I'm powerful. I'm a leader. So you want to keep putting those in your thoughts, reciting them every day during your I am's and being excited about it. And even when you do that two minute, like I talked about that two minute closed eye process or meditation, you could be focusing on I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. It can be an affirmation that you focus on two minutes. And that's the one thought you have. So those are some of the ways that I know um, will start to move you out of that, um, that thinking that's not true about you. Next question, Kat. Next up from BB. My mind is always racing so that I have difficulty meditating. How can I change this? Wow, that sounds like when I talked about me and my teacher saying I had a monkey mind. <laughs> Slowing things down is really, really important. And so maybe you, what that would be is that two-minute timer and focusing on your breath. That's all you're going to focus on for two minutes is your breath. Not thinking about anything else. I mean, two minutes. It's going to seem like possibly a long time in the beginning. And then as you become more successful in sewing, slowing things down, you're going to notice that you're able to choose the thoughts that you hold, that you're going to let some go. And you're going to start to notice that you're more deliberate about what you allow to come in. And again, you know, sometimes when people have a lot of thoughts going on, and have a difficult time um, doing that even two minutes is because they have a list in their heads, the to-do list, and it's constantly going in our head. And so what I notice really works is writing down all the things that you would like to get accomplished. And you might take one a week and accomplish it. Although what I'm going to say is that once you write those down, they're not all rolling around in your head, constantly talking to you constantly berating you because you haven't done them yet and, 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 and interrupting your other constructive thoughts. And so write down all the things that you want to accomplish and put it aside. 
So then you don't have that rolling around in your head anymore. And that also helps to get the clutter out of your thinking so you can do that two-minute process. And I'm going to say, as you become good at it in those two-minute process, you can expand it. Like I have this um, app that I have on my phone called Insight Timer. It's supposed to be for meditation. I mean, you can do it for anything. But what I love about it, it's free. It has little symbols, you know, my little bells, how I want to start, how I want to stop. And I like that because it's my little special thing. And so that I do. I make it special. My time that I sit and um, to have my thinking stop and focus and um, I love having like a little special app to go with it. Some people will like that. Some people won't. Although just get into the routine on a daily basis and you're going to start to see those two things like making that list and also doing that two minute process. And you're going to see that that constant chatter is going to start to decrease. Hope that helps. Uh, next question, Kat. Yeah, for sure. Practice, practice, practice with meditation. It's it's uh, it does take a lot of patience in the beginning for people who aren't used to it, and it does get easier for sure. Uh, next question from DB: What is the one best practice that I can do daily that will allow me to use the power of thought to better shape my life? I would say um, your I am's. They really are. And I'm going to say that, you know, when you first get up in the morning, I mentioned this before, and right before you go to bed at night is when our subconscious is most open to the suggestions. So if you want to, you know, do an audio of you doing your affirmations, and that can be your alarm in the morning, your I am's with your voice, that could wake you up in the morning. And you start to flow all day with your I am's. Like, I am powerful. I am a leader. I am joyful. I mean, just, it, it's amazing. And you can also use that before you go to bed at night. You can do like your own soft music. If um, that's a nice way to wind down at night, because we know we're not supposed to have uh, like, you know, computers in our, in our rooms or televisions. Our, our bedroom is supposed to be set to set us up for success, to get restful sleep, which is also really important for the mind, for our thoughts, is to have good sleep. And, um, and of course, nutrition and exercise and all those things, although right now I'm going to be focusing on the beginning of the day and the end of the day. So what you could do is you can do your own sleeping meditation tape or you know restful tape before a video or audio. And what you can do is just use your favorite soft music and you can actually record your own voice over it, giving your I am's. And then you can um, play it during the day. I'm actually going to give you a couple tools that you can, um, that can, that can be, you know, written uh, and typed up and things like that. But those are going to be, that is really going to be the most powerful is your I am's and starting off your day and ending your day with your I am's because the in-between is be amazing when you start your day off that way and you end your day that way. The, the, the in-between is going to take care of itself. Next question, Kat. Next up from CW, 
wants to know how to recognize your thought is just a thought and not necessarily the truth. Mm. Excellent question again. All great questions. You can thank this thought for sharing, even if it's not something that you want to take on, that you want to keep and you want to hold on to and you want to nurture. You can just say thank you for sharing. Um, the next thing you can do is replace it. If it's something that you're like, hey, it's not what I want. That's not what I want to be focusing on in my thinking process. Again, you can replace it. You can say cancel that thought and replace it with another one. Or you can just write it down. Because, you know, really when you start to get clear about that you are in charge of the garden of your thinking process and your mind, then maybe some of the things that are coming in are inspiration and you don't know what they mean right now. So I would keep a journal next to your bed and write down a word or a thought, whatever it comes in. And again, that's where you can let it go. And sometimes we can go back and a thought can germinate for a while and we go back and go, I know what that means now. Like that connects to this opportunity that just came in my life. And so you can, or you can journal about it. Sometimes, you know, those thoughts are there because it's something that our consciousness wants to explore a little bit more. So you can take that thought and you can journal. And there is something called automatic writing. Very quickly, two bars on automatic writing is, is just be again in a very quiet, um, contemplative space, not necessarily meditative. And you can take out a piece of paper and a pen. And sometimes people notice that they do automatic writing with their non-dominant hand. And then they ask a question. They write it with their non-dominant hand. And then they write anything that comes out. They don't censor it. They just come out. And sometimes that can give us clues about why a word is showing up or why a thought is showing, showing up or really pretty much anything in our life that we don't understand. And then, uh, you know, read it over and see what messages it has for you. I mean, I know it sounds like I kind of went off on a tangent, although it is really a very powerful too for a lot of things. Okay, Kat, uh, next question. I know that you have some other tools that you want to share at the end for people to take away uh, from tonight's training. Uh, we also have quite a few people who are listening in who have not yet done our classes. And there's some questions about uh, the PSI Basics seminar and what the experience is for that. So I was hoping you could just take a couple of minutes to speak to our a series of classes and what is it about the experiential training that makes them so effective? Well, I want to say that these classes have been the most transformational experiences that I've had in my life. And I've done lots of classes, being an educator and all of that. And part of it is the experiential, experiential nature of it. Because you learn a concept and then you get to practice it in this safe space which is like I call my, you know, my personal growth gym. <laughs> and, and then I go out and get to use it in my life. And so the, the classes are so masterfully planned that it's just such a safe place. And it seems like the class just takes you to the perfect place at the perfect time to learn about this concept and have this exercise. I, you know, I look at it as it has all levels. It is an educational process. Being an educational, 
you know, an educator. That was really important to me. So safe places, amazing people, and um, concepts are life-giving in, in every way you can imagine. So I'd say that's the best choice I ever made, is saying yes to the class. They are truly phenomenal experiences. Uh, and the, the basic seminar even has a money-back guarantee. So it's very powerful and not-to-be-missed experience. So now I know you have some takeaways for, for everyone tonight. There's a lot of questions about what are practical tools for uh, shifting your thoughts from negative to positive throughout the day and what are some daily practices. So let's hear them. Give us your tools. Okay. So one of the ones that I think is most powerful, and this can be used for anything, is if you have a piece of paper right now, take it out and put a circle in the middle. Now, one of the things that I hear so many times from people is, you know, I'm not getting to where I want to be, say, in my career. I do not have that number 10 profession or that number 10 job. The other thing I hear is about relationships. Like, why have I not found my number 10 partner? Why am I not in that number 10 relationship? The first thing I want you to do when you're looking at these things, like when you say the word relationship, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's your thought process. So if you heard um, in your mind, oh, diff hard, impossible, lots of work, strenuous, <laughs> those things. So those are the things you want to work on, your thought process first. Although once you get through that, this is the tool that you're going to use to actually whatever it is that you want to have. So in that circle, if it is that number 10 partner, or it could be my friend wrote in there, my wife life, or my husband for life, or um, my partner for life, or my dream home, my dream job, my dream business, my, my dream nonprofit, put that in the middle, that circle. And then I'm going to ask you to bring a spoke out, like one long line. And then on that long line, you're going to put some of the characteristics. So right now, I'm going to pretend that I'm looking for my husband for life. I do have one, although I'm pretending that I'm looking for one. So some, one of the things I'm going to write on that line is available. A lot of people don't remember this tool when they're looking for that number and relationship. Or again, we can use this for your job, your dream job, your business. So available for my partners. Available mentally, emotionally, spiritually, legally, physically, intellectually, financially, geographically. Those are some of the ones that people put on their list. And a lot of times people are like, wow, I didn't think about all those things. And then we can put, you know, some personal characteristics about them. You know, do you want somebody who's affectionate or attractive to you or a good listener or somebody that loves kids? Uh, a great dad, uh, willing to always be a student and, always, and to also be willing to be a teacher, somebody that's generous. Now, one of the things, and then you can put that maybe on personal characteristics, and then you can put habits. One, another line, another spoke coming out from this wheel in the middle could be habits. So maybe you're going to say healthy habits, great with finances, exercise regularly, uh, well-groomed, uh, Lifelong learner, committed, goal setter, goal getter. 
And then maybe there's going to be another line that's going to be some of the characteristics, uh, kind, caring. One of the things that um, is a really, really powerful one, loves my family and friends and my family and friends loves her or him and his or her family and friends love me and I love their family and friends. I had a friend that I did this with about a year and a half ago and he said to me, Janice, I've never ever dated anybody that my family has liked, not necessarily loved, they never even liked them. Interesting, about three months after we made that list, he actually met the woman of his dreams, that was the person on his list, they're still together, and his family and friends love her. So it was something that he never had on his list before. So this can be for anything. So if you want to put your dream job in there, so start looking at the characteristics of the job. Where do you want to do this job? And that you love the people that you're working with and the people that you work with love you. I mean, that's a really, really important one. You know, what kind of hours? What do you want to earn? Does it feel like going to work every day? You know, so it can be for anything you want. So that tool is so important. Then once you set that up, you're going to take, I'm going to say right now, it's going to be a three by five note card. So if you have something or even you can just write it on the back of the paper and you can pick up a three by five note card later on, what you put at the top of the card is, I am so happy and grateful now that. So if it was the job, I am in my perfect career or whatever you said in that middle hub of that wheel that you just made. Or I'm so happy and grateful now that I am with my, the man of my dreams or my perfect partner or the woman of my dreams. Or I'm so happy and grateful now that I am in my dream home. And then you write all of this or something better by and put the date. So... June 2nd, 2020, whatever it is. And then you write, thank you. Gratitude is so important in everything we do. The most powerful prayer we can ever have is gratitude. So thank you, whatever you use or your source, the universe, great spirit, Jesus, Mary, Allah, whatever it is, whoever you attribute to the source of everything, write that thank you. And then sign your name. And then underneath that, have somebody that you trust, somebody that you know wants you to have, they want your success as much as they want their own success. They want your success as much as you want your success and have them sign it. And what you just did there is you created a mastermind, two people that came for a common good and a off to the future. You're writing, I'm going to ask you to take this three by five card out. You might not have one. So maybe you can take another piece of paper and just write it out for now. Remember what you wrote is that in the middle of that circle, the thing that you're going for, the thing that's so important to you. Now you're going to put it on a goal card that you're going to read every day, several times a day. And so you're going to start out the goal card with, I am so happy and grateful now that. And then the next line is going to be, that I have my perfect job, or I am in my 
want my perfect number 10 relationship with my partner. Or I am in my dream home. So I'm so happy and grateful now that I have, and you're acting as if you have it right now, or I am as if you are it right now. And so you're reading as if it's happening right now, even though the next line is going to be, all of this, there's something better by, and you're going to date this. So you're going to put the month, the day, and the year of when you want this goal to have happen, when you want this to be in your life. And then after that, you're going to write thank you. So the thank you, we know that gratitude is the most powerful vibration. The most powerful prayer we can ever put out there is gratitude. So we put thank you. And who do you call your source? What is the name you use for your source? Great Spirit, God, Allah, Jesus, Mary, whoever it is, you put thank you and put them there. And then you're going to sign your name underneath that. And then I'm going to ask you to have another person sign their name on this goal card. And that's going to be the person that wants this goal for you just as much as they want their own goals for themselves. They want your goals for you as much as you want your goals for you. So it's somebody that you trust, that you feel connection and alignment with. Because when you sign this and you have them share this with you, you've just now created a mastermind. We learn about masterminds actually in the seminars. But all I'm going to say is it's somebody that you know that wants everything that you want for you. And their joy is you having your dreams and goals. And you want to surround yourself with those people for sure. And you want to carry this goal around, goal card around you. Put it as your screensaver. Put it on your mirror in the morning. I, put, I, have a, I always have a goal card or more than one on my desk. So I sit at my desk and I see it. It's on my computer. It's on my desk. And I see it every single day and I read it over and over again. And that is a very powerful way for you to, number one, focus your thoughts. Number two, not only being a goal setter, being a goal getter. And this is one of the most powerful ways that I've ever used to be able to get my goals. Then four little areas to look at. Thoughts create my success. To be aware of my thinking and be conscious of always being the gardener of my thoughts. Number two, successful individuals regularly tend to their garden. They tend what they plant in their mind. And then number three, create a regular practice of shifting any negative thoughts, which we gave lots of tools here today. Um, and then we also talked about, you know, not focusing on your fear or what you don't want to have happen in your life. And you want to surround yourself with people that you want to be, you want to be where they are in five years. They inspire you. They have you think on a whole higher level. It's like you feel better about the, your life, yourself, and the world when you're around them. And then also you've got this tool of this goal card and this web of all your dreams and goals. And you've got this goal card to create whatever it is that you say you want. And, you know, I want to say that when I know you're going to get these goals. And when you accomplish the goal, set another one. Because goals grow us. And that's why I always have a goal. And that's why you always want to have a goal. Because your goals are growing you to think bigger, to think better, and to, you know, and to think about 
what can I do today to make a positive difference in the world with my thinking and my thoughts? And I guess I'd like to leave us um, there, Kat, unless we have something else. Now, that is great. It's so great having you on the podcast with this timely topic. Those are some powerful tools for people to take away. Thank you so much, Janice, for sharing your wisdom and experience with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Kat. And thank you, everybody. I just wish everybody love, health, peace, joy. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the training and have new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss out next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, May 12th with PSI Area Director Teresa Corbett talking about change as opportunity. You can register now at psilive.com and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the training tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.